James Clear says you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast, where we are giving you the tools to build stronger systems. Please welcome our guest for today, Mr. Lars Hedenborg, founder of Real Estate B-School, as he teaches us how to leverage our processes and marketing to live a life without regrets. And with that, I will turn it over to our host, Josh Melton and Chad Brown. Welcome to today's episode of the Stronger Business Podcast. So we're all out here trying to grow stronger businesses. We're in the grind. We're working like crazy. And that's a pretty common theme amongst business owners and entrepreneurs is you just work way too much. Before you know it, we're working seven days a week. We're working on vacation. We don't we're growing a stronger business, but we're not growing a stronger life. I'm excited for our guest today, man. He has figured out how to grow a stronger life while crushing it inside of stronger businesses and things he's grown and developed. Welcome to the podcast, Lars Hedenborg. How are you, man? Man, I'm doing awesome. And I, I'll add to that. I, I've learned, I figured out how to do it through all the mistakes. You know, so if, if, if there's... I'm going to lead with a lot of things not to do uh, in any <laughs> any business. If you're if you're wanting to to crush business, you know, and that tends to be our, our addiction. But but you've got a wife, you've got the kids, or you know, you've got a spouse, and you're a parent, and you want to you know not have a heart attack at age 50, and you want to be emotionally well. Like there's all the things we need to do outside of business, and and that's where I think I've I've ended up at a good place, and I have some 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 wisdom in the form of failures to share along those lines. So it's awesome to be here, guys. I just, I love what you guys are doing. Awesome. Thanks, man. And, and I tell you, you're in good company. If, if our audience is looking for what not to do, Josh and I have about <laughs> combined 40 years of experience in business on what not to do. And I feel like the last two or three years, we've started to just eliminate those what not to do scenarios and are figuring it out. So I'm excited yeah. today to catch up, excited to learn more. And just- I recently endorsed Chad on LinkedIn as being like a skill set, <laughs> screwing things up, working too much. You can go check on his LinkedIn profile. You'll see all those things. They have five stars bomb now. So congratulations. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, and it, it's something to, to joke about, but you know, if I think if more people actually shared, you know, the, the, the challenges and, and where they tripped up in their journey to success in any area of their life, it's, it's such a, you know, like you go on any platform and you only see like the end product. It's like, man, that guy's like super buff, you know, I'm going to buy his, his, his whatever. And you think if you just like, you know, work out one day and and drink a gallon of water and and eat some greens, you're going to be as buff as that guy. Or, you know, if, if you buy a, a business training course, you know, so I just think there's a lot to be, I think that's probably the first lesson is, is do not compare yourself to the, the, 20 year, you know, result of somebody when you're at your like year two or year three, you know, cause you're just going to get discouraged and you're going to say, well, Josh and Chad seem to have it figured out or Lars seems to have it figured out, but I'm also 20 years in, you know, and, and to, to, to what you guys are saying, I just feel like I'm, I've, I've got some stuff figured out, you know, and, and, and same thing in my marriage, I, I'm married 2006. So what is that? Uh, 16 years this year, like I'm just getting the hang of it, you know, like, but, but if somebody looks at me 16 years into marriage, they're like, man, he's really got the hang of it. Cause, 
I really worked at it, you know, probably not for the first five years, but for the last, you know, 10 years, I really worked at it. So anyway, just, just something to, to mention, you know, don't get discouraged by what people are putting out there and, and, and where they ended up, you know, get close to people that are willing to share the, the messy stuff. I'll, um, you know, talking about that, thinking back 15, 20 year ago, years ago, when we were starting businesses, we were young entrepreneurs, didn't know what the heck we were doing. On one hand, I'm like, man, how awesome would it have been to have had podcasts and social media and all this business information in Google? But then on the other side, it's like you're saying, we didn't have anybody to really compare ourselves to. We didn't, we didn't have that, that force of trying to compete or compare with people that's been doing it 20 years. So it's, it's kind of a blessing and a curse for, for entrepreneurs these days and business owners is you have a ton of resources, but you have all the flashy Lamborghinis, Instagram, all the craziness behind business is easy. So uh, my favorite thing on social media, Chad, and again, I'm so glad that it wasn't quite what it, what it is now. It's not that when we were younger, because it's like the Instagram post. It's like double tap. If you're going to be a billionaire, because I've been tapping on that thing, man, you know what I'm saying? 24 year old job. <laughs> That's all it takes. Breaking my cell well, phone screen. Well, man, you were, I mean, you were crushing it in your field you were performing at a high level in real estate, working seven days a week. I mean, the, the place that most all of us have been in business uh, it, it, and some of us working really hard and being successful, sometimes working really hard and not being successful. But I think as entrepreneurs, we've all found ourselves in that grind. And, and you mentioned uh, on your website through sustainable systems, you were able to just completely change that dynamic and and redesign your life and your business how did how did that start what gave you that idea uh, give us a little insight in that process man yeah and, and i came to you know i came to real estate um from sort of a corporate background you know mm-hmm. a, a big sort of a multi-billion dollar public aerospace company i did acquisitions and strategy and i got to travel around the world and look at all these companies and we bought like 42 companies over seven years um, so I got to see the inner workings of businesses, you know, where we would visit a, a business wh- wherever you'd walk in, there was a receptionist, there was a, a guy, you know, there was just all these people that collaborated in all their different positions to have a certain outcome. Granted, it was like manufacturing, like a big actuator for a commercial aircraft, but it still was a whole bunch of documented systems and people running those systems. The first book I read and this was in 2000. So I got into real estate in 2007, uh, was E-Myth Revisited, Michael Gerber. Um, and, and it really, you know, just really getting busy real quick in real estate, selling 27 homes in my first 10 months, which is, you know, a 16 year veteran only sells like 12 homes a year or something like that. So instantly I was a top producer. But, but I read that book and I was like, I have to figure out the book doesn't tell you how to apply it. It's really just the mindset. Like if you're doing all the technical work and you're in business for yourself, you call yourself a business owner, you're, you're actually not a business owner because you can't leave. It's not actually a business. And so in real estate, and this is true of, 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 and I just do residential real estate sales. So helping buyers and sellers, you know, transact a a home or a condo or whatnot. So it's like plain vanilla real estate, not any fancy investing or anything. But, but in, in the process of doing that job, there's like, and this is true of, of, of any entrepreneur, there's like 12 to 15 jobs that, that happen in, in your own body, you know, launching into the thing. And you're like, crap, I have to maintain my calendar, look at my, you know, uh, book travel, or 
I've got to run a yard sign out to a property or, you know, I've got to take pictures of a listing and then create the marketing brochure. And then I'm doing postcards on a Sunday afternoon. Like this is all crap that I did, you know, as the technician in my business. And then so few evolved to, to the manager and then to the entrepreneur. I was blessed enough to, to think about like, this sucks. I, I left a, a multiple six-figure corporate job to work seven days a week, including like, you know, showing homes an hour and a half from where I lived, you know, and, and showing homes is a low dollar productive activity. It has to happen. A buyer needs to physically see a home for me to get paid a commission check. But do I need to be the one that, 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 that does that activity? So instantly I was thinking about three years out. So I had the entrepreneur piece of me working and then the manager is, is bridges the gap, you know? So like I envision, you know, at the time I was working seven days a week, I envisioned selling hundreds of homes, not working at all. You know, what would it look like for me to sell hundreds and hundreds of homes every year to get a, to have my buyers and sellers get a better experience, um, but not have to, not have to leave my house. And so that's the entrepreneur thinking, you know, they, they developed this, this company in their mind. And then the technician, I was still schlepping buyers in my car every day, but I, I at least had the vision and then the manager got to work. And I remember, I'd work like 60 hours a week as, as the technician. So you could be a plumber, you could, whatever that is, you work a whole bunch of hours a week as, as that. And then it was like three nights a week from like 10 PM to two or 3 AM, I was doing the manager work. So I was bridging the gap between being the technician and, and what I saw in my mind. And I would just get to work on like, okay, so I can't show homes cause that sucks. Like what, what would a, a showing agent do on my team? Or I, I can't be the one closing transactions. So what would a closing coordinator do? And then I hired an assistant. She started part-time, went to full-time and she took over all the administrative stuff that we do as, as business owners. And, uh, and just being obsessed with making as much money as possible in as little time. So the game I played from the early days was how can I make a seven-figure income working a thousand hours a year? And, and, and that's the only game I play now, you know, and I haven't done it every year. So I haven't, not every year have I made a seven figure income in the last 10 years, but my goal every year it, it, for the last probably about 10 years is to make a seven figure income working 20 hours a week. And there are weeks that I work 50 hours a week because we have special projects and everything's hitting the fan and people left and I've messed up everything. And, but it's still <laughs> the intention. Like I want to get back to this vision of like, you know, I never wanted to make $2 million a year, which is a million dollars a year working 20 hours a week. And so I, I think, I think business owners, and you mentioned before we hit record, you know, you've, you've got some guys and, and girls that are, you know, maybe they're in another job that's providing income for their family and they can't really, you know, they don't, can't get up the courage or, or enough savings to be able to kind of launch into what they really want to do. Um, I, I think the vision isn't, isn't strong enough, you know, that there's not a strong enough vision to pursue there. So kind of back to you wearing all the hats, serving all the roles, you're, you're, you're every department in the business because it's just you. Um, and, and you made the decision to then, uh, how do I become a manager? Do you think as business owners and entrepreneurs, we all have to get to that level of, of performing at a high volume or a high level of all the roles handling internally? before we take that manager leap? Or is there a way for entrepreneurs to, to immediately start out building their business with, with people as opposed to just solopreneuring it from the beginning? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it, it took me about a year to hire my assistant. So I, I did it all for the first year, not really knowing any better. Um, but I, I think it's just, uh, just realizing where you're spending your time. You know, I, I did a simple calculation and this dates back to that. This, that was the first book I read was E-Myth Revisited. Um, and the second book I read was No BS Time Management, the second edition by Dan Kennedy. And I don't even remember what was in the book, but there was one concept in the book that was like, just look at how much money you're making per hour. And coming off that first year, 2007, I remember I grossed like 250. I paid my broker a whole bunch of money and I wasted a whole bunch of money on a whole bunch of stuff that didn't work. I netted my AGI that year. I left 200,000 corporate to make $37,000 in, in, as a real estate agent. And I worked about 2,000 hours in 10 months. So 37,000 divided by 2,000 hours was $18.50 an hour. So, so, so I, your, your goal wasn't, let me build this empire of a business. It was, how do I replace my low value time by paying somebody else so I can bring in more billables per hour with oh, high value? Items? Yeah, I, that was playing, the strategy. That's the single game I've been playing since that first year. And I, and I remember drawing a line in the sand. I'm like, well, $18, going from $200,000, working about 2,000 hours is 100 bucks an hour. I just made $18.50 an hour and I'm working evenings and weekends. And my wife is pissed off. We've got a, a newborn and like just all the stuff that's not going to sustain itself in my personal life. And then I remember deciding that I was going to make 500,000 in that business and work 2000 hours. So that hourly wage was $250 an hour. And I remember I, I just obsessed over that number. And it really frustrated me when I was working on things that I could pay others to do that were at least less than $50 an hour. So everything that I could pay people to do that was less than $50 an hour, I just started with the like runner. I can hire a runner, a person that like, like God created them to sit in their pickup truck and drive around town at like 10 bucks an hour in my city. And I'm a major metro market. So like a real estate agent spends half their time running crap around town and you can pay someone $10. So that was all the stuff just got off my plate that was runner related. And then everything else, I mean, most... Most jobs a real estate agent does is like less than 25 bucks an hour. So it took me about a year to get all of those tasks off my plate. And all I focused was on, but to answer your question, I think enough, not enough business owners or entrepreneurs focus on like the highest dollar productive activities. I, I was so focused on bringing in new clients, buyers and sellers and prospecting and, and lead management and all the front stage systems that that was the obsession for like almost three years. It's like, how do I bring in so much business that the natural byproduct is I need people to do to do this stuff? So if What's you're going to hire, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Lars. No, I was going to say, if you're going to hire somebody just to, to not do the stuff you don't like, but you're not going to double down your efforts on, on sales activities, then you're just wasting money that you may or may not have. So you had this very clear, specific vision though, early on. So if you were doing work personally, that was less than what you needed to be earning per hour to get to your, your income goals. You're, you're, I'm sure you were like ridiculously frustrated if you're doing a $25 an hour job when you know that Hannity may be making $100 or $250 an hour. I love how clear, and I actually heard you say this on a different podcast, but you said, I want to make a million dollars a year working 20 hours a week with low to no stress. Mm-hmm. And so the, the picture of, so Chad's a numbers yeah. guy, he's a, he's a CPA. So he's like getting on the nitty gritty numbers over here. But I'm like, man, the numbers 
The reason the numbers are so important in your business model for what it was you were attempting to accomplish is because you had a very clear cut finish line. This is what the finish line looks like. This is what success looks like. So you had to figure out how to make the numbers work to get that specific goal that you're going for. So the whole time, which I think this is pretty phenomenal for anybody that's in business, but specifically in real estate, is that you just knew exactly what you wanted. And therefore you were willing to figure out, all right, what do I need to get there? So even things- And what was holding you back? Like this yeah. $25 an hour work I'm doing right now is holding me back. Yes. It's slowing down my business. So the tension you felt with doing that role, the Man, pull of your amazing. dream, your vision. So a lot of people would be like, well, what if, what if I hire somebody else to do it? My income's going backwards. Like you're so clear cut on where you wanted to go. You're like, I can't get to my goal if I don't hire somebody to go show houses for me. Yeah, like literally I knew I was losing money every hour. Yeah. That even even if it was in the future, it wasn't too far in the future. Like in in whatever business you're in, making the highest amount, like doing the activity that makes you the highest amount of money in that vertical, whatever industry it is, you know what it is, and you probably don't want to do it as many hours a day as I was willing to do it in real estate. I was like, let's get everything off of my plate except like new business development. You know, and 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 even client care, like a, after I got a buyer under contract or I got a seller under contract, I literally forgot about them. Uh, there were two occasions where I, I walked into the attorney's office. I don't know if you guys have ever purchased or sold a home. I literally didn't know what side of the table was my client. <laughs> that, that is a failure in business. So I'm not that is that, that is good. focus and, and but, one but, dimensional. But it there. shows you that my focus was like I was focused on the, the current client I had closest to getting under contract, not somebody that got under contract 45 <laughs> days ago. Yeah. So I didn't have like the other agent always had like flowers and like closing baskets. And I'm just like, all right, like what's the least. The, the, the least path of like getting out of this room. This <laughs> Show time. me where to sign so I can get out of here. And, yeah. and there's collateral damage to that. And, you know, the, the burn and churn uh, that, that I, I learned and, and people do want to be loved on. So we put systems in place to, to handle that side of the business because I'm not real good at that. I'm more, I'm always focused on on the future and, and driving the business forward. So, so what I love about, and this is, I cannot stress financially how important this is to understand for business owners and entrepreneurs. Your model is you didn't hire or try to grow the business betting on what may come in the future. You hired people when there was a overwhelming need and you saw a way to add more value with your time. I see so many business owners and so many people now trying to start or grow businesses. They're Oh, I'm gonna hire a marketing person. Oh, I'm gonna hire an assistant. I'm gonna hire this. I'm gonna hire this person to be my office manager. When they have absolutely outside of just blind faith, no idea how they're gonna pay for these people, how they're gonna grow the business to the level where it can support it. I feel like more than ever before, our business owners and entrepreneurs are spending money right now they don't have or don't have the revenue to justify. And, and I think that's really important in your story to understand. I hired people whenever I saw the opportunity where I could make more per hour doing another job or role inside of the company. Not because I was like, I'm going to grow this thing to, to $5 million in the next year. I don't know how, but I'm going to go ahead and hire the people because I need the people to do it. And so that, that I think is a really important message to share and to, for our audience to understand. That's, that's really yeah, cool to I, hear that, man. I, I think it, it's, uh, you won't know who I got this from, but a, a guy uh, in our industry, it's like, I do it, we do it, they do it. You know, I, I believe that you have to do the thing 
to, to build the, so you're the technician doing the thing. And then you have to put your manager hat on and build a system to do the thing. And then the manager hires someone to do the thing. So I do it. And then, so showing homes, like showing homes is important, right? Buyers have to see homes before they write an offer. But, but I, I built, I did it. I showed a lot of freaking homes, you know, evenings and weekends and all the crazy times. Uh, I built a system. I'm like, all right, this is what I do. This is how I prepare. This is what I print out. This is how I approach the home and I have water and, you know, it's, you can, it's not a hard system. And then you hire someone to run that system and then, and then you bring them along with you. Then we do it. And then ultimately you're out of the thing. And that's a series of, of all of those delegations, you know, delegate to elevate um, just over, you know, really probably four or five years to get to the point where the year we sold 420 homes, I worked like 40 days, you know, and I made like $3,000 an hour in that business. And then I started, you know, the coaching and consulting company, and I got right back into the grind of that. And then it took me about three, four years, a little bit less time to build that up to the point where it was leveraged. Um, so yeah, so I, I think that's an important missing piece is that you don't have to do the thing for the thing to get done, but you do have to build the system if you want to have a standard around how the thing gets done. Because people are like, well, nobody can, you know, book travel the way I like it. It's like, well, just tell, you know, because that that's actually could be true. Maybe they don't know that you like to sit in the window seat versus the aisle or, you know, whatever, but you just document it once on Trello and then have like an assistant, you know, you just communicate with Trello and then all of a sudden your stuff gets done and you're like, 30 seconds into it where you could have, you know, 10 minutes booking your travel and a series of all of that crap all the time, you know, it adds up and it just gives you a sense of freedom that, you know, you have to have to keep your sanity. And then also just to be able to make the kind of money that's possible as a business owner. And that's a long-term mentality again, what you're talking about and having the vision to see, because what I hear from people often is that like, man, if I just, I could just do it myself. Like I said, it takes me two minutes. It would take me too long to train somebody how to do it. I'll just do it myself. A guy named Rory Vaden talks about this. He's like, man, if you just put in, maybe it takes you five times as long to document the system. And so, but you save a ridiculous amount of time long-term because now you have a system that you can teach somebody else to lean on, which again goes into your, I do it, we do it, they do it. Now I want to pivot and ask this question. So you've built up a successful real estate business. By the way, I love it. People can go and hear your story on your website, which is realestatebeastcool.com. Uh, I hear a video of you walking through kind of your, your career story. And so you did a try, fail, adjust. You would get engaged or involved in something. You look with who, look at someone who'd been there longer and who you know was successful. And you'd say, do I want their life or not? And you pivoted several times from one business to one career to another career to then real estate and then to going out and doing your own thing. But at a certain point, you're very successful in real estate. And a lot of people get caught up with their ego when they've done something well, when people know who they are to start something again outside of that, you, most of the time we start something, it's, you're not, we're not great at it as soon as we start. So you're successful as a real estate agent, but then you just you decide to start the real estate B-School. And I guess I, you, have, you have all the systems in place already from your own success. But can you walk us through real quick two things? Number one, what was the vision for a real estate B-School? And like, what were you, you started that to get somewhere because you're a person of great vision. So what were you seeing as this is why I'm starting this? And then honestly, how did you handle the, the transition of ego to going, all right, I'm, I'm great at this. I'm really, you know, people know who I am. I'm going to start here doing something that maybe I haven't done before with building a coaching platform. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I still have. So th this guy's been on my desk um, probably for my team actually gave me a, a squirrel um, and I've had it on my desk 
you know, probably for, I don't know, over, over 10 years. Um, I think I'm naturally, I think entrepreneurs and business builders, like at least entrepreneurial spirited business builders, we're, we're easily distracted. So I think part of it is that I tend to get bored with things easily. Um, so that, that, that's kind of the backdrop for, 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 for some of this and me delegating out of things in the business. But um, the, the, the second thought I had is, was I, I didn't see a lot of people doing what I had done the, in a way that they really had freedom at, at the end of the journey. And so I'm, I'm super introverted. You know, there, there's no real motivation for me, you know, outside of wanting to help others, you know, maybe not make the mistakes that, that I made. Um, and I just don't think like the, the, the missing piece I brought to my industry was like the actual tools and systems to do it. Like if you need to hire an administrator, here's like the exact step-by-step -step things you need to do to be able to do it. The job posting that you post, you know, what portal to put it on, how to sift and sort, you know, how to run personality tests, how to interview people, like the actual step-by-step -step process to be able to get leverage into your, into your business. Um, so you take the trial and error out of becoming taken from a real estate agent that's tied to your phone all the time, working seven days a week to figuring out how to have more of a scalable freedom, make more money, have less stress type environment. Yeah. And, and in my industry, and, and this may be true in other industries, that the, the bigger businesses that I saw in my industry, when I got close to those, to, to those business owners, they didn't have the kind of life that I wanted and their businesses weren't weren't that profitable because they didn't have a lot of the basics of business. They didn't have tracking in place. They didn't hold their people accountable. They didn't like, they just didn't have normal things that we had in place, even when I was in a corporate job uh, and some of the controls that we had in place. And so I just knew there was a, a way to help those bigger businesses tighten things up because a lot of those bigger businesses, the, the owner was still in the technical work. So they would be, you know, selling hundreds of homes but they would still go out and sell homes themselves and they were managing people and they had a hundred thousand a month of overhead. So there was, there was more, they were more enslaved to their business. And, you know, in, in our industry and probably true of most business owners, the, the outcome of being successful in real estate is that you're, you're going to, to lose in multiple areas of your life. There's a higher divorce rate. You know, you're not present with your children. You're definitely not working out the way that you should you're on the road all the time. So you're eating like crap. Your physical body is not where it needs to be emotionally and spiritually. It's just really, really toxic. And so to kind of answer your question in a roundabout way, that was the motivation is like, how, how can I bring just a different level of like, this is a way that will give you more freedom as you ascend versus less freedom. We actually had a guy um, in 2018 he, he ascended from like busy real estate agent, not under real estate B school, but busy real estate agent to selling like 750 homes a year as a team. And he was like top 10 in the world for Keller Williams um, as far as teams go. And I know nothing about the guy. I do not know him personally. So I, I can't speak to, to what happened, but he had like, you know, a wife, two kids. He, he was a man of God and the, the dude killed himself. Oh, Wow. You know, like not to bring this whole conversation down, but the, yeah, at, at, you know, ascending rapidly. And, and I know what that pressure feels like. And, you know, and again, I don't know anything about him if there was any other sort of, but he, he, he made the decision that it was better to not be in this world 
than to be in this world with the, with what, what he had, the life he created for himself. And so I, I just think there's a lot of quiet suffering in, in, in business owners. And we have to sort of put on this bravado and like we've got it all figured out and we don't have it figured out. And nobody's coming alongside us to say, dude, like it's, it's okay to tell your people that, you know, I tell my people, it's like, how many times do you think I have done this? Like, you know, like launched a business coaching company. Like, this is it. This is my first time. You know, like, <laughs> I promise you, I don't have all the answers. So you're going to have to give me a lot of grace if you want to be on this journey with me. And so it's just kind of constantly checking in with your people. Um, but I don't even know what the question was, um, but hopefully that's helpful. You know, that, that you can't let the stress of your business get to you to the point where it's going to, it's going to have all that collateral damage. No, I mean, that's, I mean, I think that's a great answer, Lars, because what you're saying there is like, you got to have some humility. And as a leader, because again, we hear this and me and Chad heard it the other day. It's kind of interesting. Uh, we had an event from Stronger Business with some of our like VIPs and going into it. So I do the intro, we have a speaker, Chad's doing like the, the conclusion, wrapping us up. And he mentions to our audience, again, these are our VIPs. He's like, look, here's what we're, here's what we're shooting for. This is what we're excited about. Thank you for being a part of it. Hey, we don't 100% know what we're doing. Like we're, we're going into uncharted territory because we want to do something big and something special. And again, we've never done this before. And so some people are like, man, you should have just been like bravado and confidence. And I told him afterwards, I'm like, dude, that was spot on because we have, a, we have a dream and a vision, but we don't have perfect, like we, the, the plan is being written to some degree as we're executing, right? So we haven't done this before. Thank you for believing in us. We're going to make you proud, but give us your input because- you know, we're going to stumble along the way too. We're working hard toward doing something that's going to be impactful and beneficial. But again, we're not up here saying like, we got all the answers because we don't. And I, I love Craig Rochelle. He says that people would rather follow a leader who's always real versus a leader who's always right. And your answer just then, that's what it, that's what it said to me is you're, you're being real with your people because they can identify with someone that's vulnerable and not perfect and doesn't have all the answers. Because they don't have all the answers, right? And so I love that that that, in my opinion, that type of humility is what it takes to really get into something that can make a huge difference for people. Is because you're willing to try something. You're not so concerned with what everybody else is going to think of you if you mess something up. It's like no, no, no. Just keep your head down, try, fail, adjust, keep keep building this thing and making it better. And again, we we know who you are because of real estate B school. Yeah, you know. So Chad is he's like, oh, I've known about Lars for years. And then obviously you got connected with a couple of buddies of ours that have been huge for us within Stronger Business, uh, Rain and Justin Woodall, mm. and with the things that they're doing. And man, so those guys wrote a conversation with you on Facebook. I saw it and I looked you up and I'm like, I got to, we got to bring Lars on the podcast because of what you're doing again from not just, not just what you're building as a business person, but what you're building from an impact level. Like even your t-shirt, you like I run your t-shirt for those who can't, you know, the, the podcast on it. I run on Jesus and juice. Like you're, you're a man of faith. You're just putting yourself out there. And it's so cool to see somebody live uh, real and vulnerable like that. It's making a difference in the world. I know it's inspiring uh, to Chad and myself. So man, just kind of as we're wrapping up the episode, one of the things that we do with everybody that comes on as a guest of stronger business is we say, look, we, we gotta, we gotta find out if, if none of the rest of the conversation mattered, like the max out moment, what's the one thing Lars that you would tell the listener it's like, if you didn't listen to the rest of this thing, let me leave this with you. Uh, this is what will help you to build a stronger life and a stronger business. Man, I get goosebumps even just thinking of how to answer that question. Um, 
you know, I would say, and, and it's, it's kind of you to say that, you know, another moment where like, man, Lars, like you seem like you have it all together at this moment in time, <laughs> like uh, I need to be clear on that at this moment in time. Um, I figured some things out up through, through, and you mentioned humility. There were a lot of years in there where I didn't bring humility to, to, to my businesses and I burned relationships and I was more like, this is what needs to happen. I don't really, I'm, I don't really have the time to consider your feelings for like, so I would made all those mistakes. So, but to answer your, your question directly, I mean, I think it comes down to, um, personal leadership. Like if, if you have a vision, whatever business you're in, if you have a vision for providing, you know, maybe creating a life for your family that, that is different from the life you have now, or, um, having impact that's, you know, a hundred or a thousand X, the impact you have now, it, it comes from the decisions you personally make all day long. And th th that's a real tough pill to swallow, especially if you're an existing business owner. And I, I always, always, I, I used to, I'm better now. I tend to get triggered quite a bit by people um, for whatever jacked upness they have in their baggage and, and, and my baggage. And it will just set me off. And, and I want to, to blame them or like, it's something that they're doing where the, the advice I would, I would give someone is, Every, take ownership for, for every, everything in your life, you know, and, um, and, and where you're spending your time. Like I, I have, you know, got guys and girls that, that come into my world and, and they say that they want to do this thing, you know, that they say that they want to, you know, five X their business in a three-year vision. And then I'll open up their calendar and I'll just see like, you know, you're not, you have, you have no shot. Because I, I know you're a dad, I know you're 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 a husband, and you know you're you're spending your time like doing stupid stuff, or you're on social media, or you're golfing, or you're watching five football games in a weekend. You know you can't. You could be a a crappy business owner, a crappy dad, and a crappy husband, and watch five football games in a weekend. But you can't consistently do that activity and expect to exceed. You know all your expectations and goals in every area of life and business that matter to you. So like your world gets really small when you have these big goals. So, um, and there's one thing I want to send you guys that you can just offer up in any way that, that might be helpful. Um, we do a time study with, with our people when they come into our world, I'll just email the PDF uh, to you guys. You can just email it out or whatever. Um, it's a two week time study where you're just sort of categorizing where you spend all of your waking hours. And I think it's impossible to succeed in, in business and other areas of life. If you're not willing to be honest with yourself about where you're spending your time. And I had to get to the point where I physically have to put a big painting over the TV in our bedroom, <laughs> you know, because I, we were spending about two to three hours on a regular night from like eight, eight 30 to like 1130 watching TV. And I was disconnected from my wife. I was just zoned out. My kids were not in, you know, I wasn't engaged with them. And so now only two nights a week, do we, do we unveil the TV and we only watch a couple of shows, but that, and that was just recently. Cause I realized I'm not living into the true, true potential. And I feel like God is caught up calling me to bigger platforms and bigger stages and, you know, to have even more impact. And 
you cannot watch 20 hours of TV a week if you want to, you know, impact thousands and thousands of lives. And that was clear to me. So that's a long-winded answer for just personal accountability. I'll end with this, this one thing. It's, it's an expression. Um, it's actually a guiding principle from this group I'm a part of called C12. Um, it's a Christian business owners group. It's, it's a really, really cool group. Um, but it's priorities are what we do. Everything else is just talk. So priorities are what we do. Everything else is just talk. And when you think about that, you're like, and you actually do a time study, which you guys will be able to send out to your, to anyone that wants it. It's like, holy crap. Like, like what I actually did over the last two weeks or two months or two years, those are my priorities. You can say that God and then family and then business and you're working 80 hours a week. It's like business, you know, you've got nothing left over, you know, then your family, but just as more of a nuisance. And then like, maybe you pray before you eat a meal and it's a quick prayer. Like it's totally out of whack. So that's my, my long-winded answer. Priorities are what we do. Uh, everything else is just talk. And you're talking about the TV too, Lars. And it makes me think, uh, I, I was thinking last night, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't remember the last time I watched TV and it's not been weeks. It's just been probably, I don't know, four or five days. But then I realized it is that we have one of those TVs and you got to put the, it's like the picture. Like you just make the, the screens a picture. I forget it's a TV dude. So I don't have to put like a real picture in front of the TV. I'm just not smart enough to remember that my TV is actually a TV. I'm like, Oh, look at the waterfall. And I walk on past it. So it's helped me with my time. Man. I, I love this time study. And here's what we're going to do. We do these monthly challenges through Stronger Business. Our Stronger Business community, uh, we do financial challenges. We do exercise challenges. We're going to do a challenge around this time study. Uh, so if you go to strongerbusiness.com, we'll have the download for you. And then this next monthly challenge, we're going to all come together as a community, do it together, hold each other accountable oh, to doing so this good. every day. And I, I think that'll be that, awesome. That is a, a life changer. Like if, if yes. you get your people to commit to doing that, it will change their life forever because you can't hide from it. I've always heard if you want to see where somebody's priorities are, look at their calendar, look at their checkbook. Yeah. It'll tell you every time where you spend your time and where you spend your money. That's the direction you're going to go. That's where your life's headed. Yeah. And I, I love it. We're going to, we're going to do that together, man. That's, that's amazing value uh, for that as a max out moment to help us all get stronger in our business, our personal life, our priorities. Thank you so much for joining us today, man. This has been fun. It's been awesome. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, anything I can ever do for you guys or your uh, your tribe, you guys just let me know. All right, man. Thanks so much, Lars. We appreciate it. Awesome. If you enjoyed this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast, then leave us a review and share it with a friend. You can find us online at strongerbusiness.com or check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Stronger Business. We look forward to hearing from you and have a great 2022.